You're about to listen to a message from the Life Point Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Good morning, good morning again, everyone. How are we all doing? Wasn't that a good, a really good sermon? Yeah, I liked it. One plus one equals one. Hmm. Very deep, extremely deep. Okay, so I'm going to introduce the lovely people I have here on stage with me. Please take off your mask, sir. You can't speak. Thank you. Okay, so we have here the beautiful Esohe, who is single and searching. Yeah, yeah, thank you, sir. And then we have here the lovely Ejiro, who is single but not searching. Please note. We say he's not searching, please. Don't we so women. The man is not searching. And then we have the lovely Mr. and Mrs. Itegboje, who are both married and certainly not searching. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with a question for our couple. Mr. and Mrs. why not? So tell us about your love story. You know, keep it concise. Just kind of hit on the high points. You know, keep it, keep it, you know, PC. You know where we are. So yeah, just hit on those high points. Thank you. I think she tells the story best. So about you. Please, sorry. Let me just. This is a very wise married man. Please, let's give him an applause for that. He's like, I beg, just. Um, hi everyone. So. I think this was in 2018, I can't remember when, but um, a friend of, we had a mutual friend who said to me, she was like, oh, I have one friend, oh, but you break his heart, so I'll wait, I'll watch you. And then randomly, you know, one day she called me, I picked up and I was talking to a guy. I was like, oh, hey, you know, and um, long and short, a friend made it happen. So she gave him my contact. And then we started to talk and um, yeah, we basically dated for like a year and then we got married after that. And we'll be one year married on Sunday. Congratulations. And you guys are still smiling, so it was a good choice. Well done, I like it. And you guys are even matching, Uh -uh. as in completely top and bottom. Coincidence. Uh, Yeah, right. Coincidence from the same house, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for sharing that. Thank you so much. Okay, so now, um, Ejiro and Esohe, we just want to hear from you guys, from a singles perspective, and based... <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? I'm so... I'm concerned. Why are we laughing? Okay, all right. I think the joke kind of felt like flew over our heads. Okay, so from a singles perspective, tell us, based off of what you just heard from PG, and what you know about marriage, and what you equally feel deep inside of your house. And Esohe, you know that you can't be, because I know some of your thoughts, so if you change anything, I'll just pinch I don't understand. We're on a group together. <laughs> some of us are on that group here. Blossom ladies, can we give a shout out? Any blo- Yeah, so we know, okay. Who are so, those guys? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us your true perspective on marriage. How do you feel about marriage? Truly, both of you, thank you. Is it a ladies first thing? Yes, please. Um, so, a part of me is like, oh, I'm so happy for you, you know. A part of me is like, geez, marriage is overrated. Um, a part of me is looking forward to being married, yeah. So it's, there's an excitement, and then there's a part where I'm like, I'm a bit reluctant. I'm like, I've not made enough money. Like, I have present bills. You can't, as I, I kind of think, I started economics in school, I'm like, in the future, if I marry, the bills are like times three. I don't have the money. 
you know. <laughs> and then I think my mom knew what was on my mind. She sent me one very soppy story on WhatsApp of one man that was in his 60s, how he was saying, don't be like me, I married late, my children are now young, I should have been old enough to raise them. I'm like, oh, please. And then I'm like, I'm like, I get his point, but you know you need to be like ready for your marriage. Like, my normal mother would send me an epistle. She just said, start small and grow big. I didn't have a word for her. I'm like, I, I, it's fine, it's okay. Yeah. So I want to get married, obviously, maybe not so obvious, but um, I think it can wait a while. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how I feel. Yeah, I think a part of me wants to fall in love. I don't want to get married. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, so apparently I'm not the only one. Yeah, I want to fall in love. I want to date a guy that has sense, but the marriage can wait a while. Yeah. Thank you, Asahe. Thank you. Thank you for keeping it real. Thank you. Let's give her a round of applause, please, for keeping it real. Thank you. Mr. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> so, like, I really rate um, married people especially like young married people because I'm like, like you guys. Because marriage, while sometimes in pictures, it looks like really cute and I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Or like in like some Instagram videos where the couple are like doing exercises together or like they're gymming or dancing, it's nice. But then the idea of spending the rest of my life with a human being seeing how annoying human beings can be is actually, it actually gets me nervous. Yeah, when I think about it. I just, it's, it's a beautiful concept to two whole people become one, but like how many whole people are there out there in reality? Like, so like I have you guys as friends and stuff. Many of you are no whole. So, <laughs> so yeah, like so many people walking around with, with baggage, broken hearts, daddy issues, it's just like so much pain out there. And then I'm like, I'll not be stuck with that forever. Like I can't run. And it's not a Christian marriage. And say divorce is not an option. So really, I think that on paper, marriage is so amazing. But when I think about the reality, it makes me nervous, especially because married people will always tell you, marriage is hard. I'm like, so why am I going to just jump and do this voluntary hard course? <laughs> so yeah, I think that's, that's how oh I read Oh my goodness, thank you so much, Adrian, for your honesty. Thank you, thank you guys for, yeah. Wow, okay, so Mr. and Mrs. Tegbuji, <laughs> these two have been very honest, and I'm sure that some of their views might have been views that you had prior to getting married. Can you just touch on some of the things that they said and how you have dealt with that within your one year of marriage? Um, I mean, I think for me, like going into it, I don't think it ever crossed my mind how insanely difficult, not, it's not even difficult, but insanely, insanely challenging it would be. Um, so I definitely went into it very excited. I wanted to get married. Um, and I think this year in particular, I mean, which is our first year, has been particularly interesting because obviously we got married and then shortly after you know, um, 2020 started, you know, COVID-19 also happened um, and we were stuck at home. <laughs> so, <laughs> that one in itself has been, I would say, you know, a major blessing because obviously if I had been going to work, 
um, and she had been going to work, then it's really just a case of, okay, you come home, you see yourselves, hi, you know, how's your day, eat dinner, go to bed, start again the next day. But I think this experience really helped us, like, confront each other. And you see certain things, you know, you see a lot of things that's like, oh, wow, you know, that is very real. Um, and you never saw that coming. Um, and I think navigating all of those things, you know, has been, I think, one of the, you know, high points of, you know, this, um, you know, pandemic experience. Um, so marriage is definitely challenging. Um, it's two people from different backgrounds and experiences, you know, really bringing, you know, the things that are special about them, the baggage and all of that stuff into one emotional, physical, spiritual, everything space. Um, and navigating that is, it takes a lot, you know, it really takes a lot because on some days, you know, you remember that, okay, yes, you know, there's fire in your belly for this person, you love this person, blah, 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 blah. On some days, you just can't be bothered, <laughs> you know. Um, Very real. I like that. I like that. I, I, I just want to quickly add to that by saying, you know, I think that marriage has taught me personally the reality that emotions are not real. The reality that your emotions are actually, they're just such crap. Like, emotions suck, you know, because one minute, you know, you're like, oh my God, I love you. And next minute, you're like, boy, I don't understand. You know? And I think the reality is that that's what a lot of people experience. And it's not just in marriage. Even with your parents, with your siblings, with your best friends. Sometimes you're like, you're awesome. Sometimes you're like, but what? Why, 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 why are you my sibling again? Did we come from the same womb? Really, you know what I mean? So I think that that reality as being Christians especially and centering the fact that our emotions are actually very invalid. I mean, how, guys, how do we go from one minute we're very excited to the next minute we're very sad with the exact same person? And this is not even marriage related. So I think for me, definitely, that point that you made about, you know, the highs and the lows is just so valid. But I want to encourage all the single people here that Guys, this is not just in marriage, it's just in life. You know what I mean? Like, if you start a business, you're excited. A year after, you're like, who sent me? You get a lovely job, you're excited. After you are, you're like, but this, my boss is crazy, you know? So it's, it's just life, you know, it's life. So it's learning how to, somebody there is really feeling that. Yeah, girl. You know, so it's really just about learning how to manage our emotions in a godly way, you know? And I think for me, that has been the biggest less than 10 years being married, emotions. Ooh. I mean, let me add to yeah. that again. Um, and that's a fat, fantastic point that you raised because one of the testimonies about this year, and I, you know, I remember saying it to my parents that, man, if, you know, and we also discussed it where it's like, if we had even waited one more year to get married, then this year would have been absolutely bonkers, you know, because just having somebody to share the experience with, you know, I mean, mm, been, look at that. Sookie, sookie. <laughs> Amazing. I would have been in my house. She would have been mm. in her house alone. Mm. You know, you just wake up and it's like Zoom calls and Indomie yeah. and whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, you know. So, I mean, that one for sure is, you know, a major, major blessing. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. So, Dodos, thank you. Thank you, guys. So, Dodos, let's talk about money. Because, you know, I saw her, this is why I like it. So, you know, I saw her was like, listen, I need me some money. And, you know, all this, all this talk, I don't get it. So let's talk about money. I know that you're a businesswoman, very successful businesswoman. Let's give her a shout out. You know, ladies doing big things. Yes, yes, we love it. So you guys speak to us about that, right? So from your perspective as a married woman, I mean, PG was very blunt about your assets. In fact, I'm like, PG, really? He's like, every, you know, everything needs to just be in that pot, you know, and all that. Hmm? 
full disclosure, you know, which is very important. But talk to us your one year about, you know, just, you know, finances and how you think about it, maybe how you thought about it versus how you're thinking about it now. And just kind of touch off of what Esther was very honest about, because I'm sure many ladies in the room share the same view. <laughs> uh, when I saw that video, I was like, wow. <laughs> the mixing of the everything, I was like, wow, okay. Because I'm still learning that. Because coming into marriage, I was, I've always been a very independent woman. So obviously I'm running my business and I'm like, okay, I'm earning this money, but this is my money because when I marry somebody, you will do everything and I will be spending my own money on myself, you know? My sister. That's it. That's my friend. Spirit. Please. So Hello. That was, that that was, was not the spirit that touched her. That wasn't the spirit that the touched spirit me. The spirit that touched me. But, Hold your spirit. Please speak. But at the same time, at the same time, I knew that um, the reality of life is that getting married so young, it's... It's too much pressure to put on one person that, okay, you're going to do all of this for me and then I will do this for me and I won't do this for us. Um, so obviously getting into marriage now, obviously before marriage we spoke about, oh yeah, how much do you earn, what, you know, what, do you, what are your ideas or your views on you know, finance or this or that. Um, well, coming into marriage, we literally had to... So, Tolu is more of like, a, he's very, very strict with like his budgeting. Me, yeah, I'm just like swiping my card, you know. So, <laughs> um, coming into marriage, Tolu is definitely the one that's like, okay, this is what I, this is my spreadsheet that I use normally for mo like my monthly expenses. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so, we literally said, okay, this is how much we need to be bringing to the table. So, Tolu has said, okay, I'm going to be handling like the major things, for instance, rent service charge, um, XYZ. I'm like, okay, I'll handle food, internet, DSTV. <laughs> uh -huh. So really, I like if that. I didn't have any, I like that. if I was not bringing anything to the table, then I would fully depend on him, which is not a problem, but it's also good for, for women to be real with themselves, like know who you are, who you are. For me, I'm someone that, I don't know, maybe it's still my own baggage. It just makes me feel good that I can do something. I don't really like to have to ask That's every right, girl. time. <laughs> I love it. You know, so I think that um, what PG said, very, very important about being whole first on your own. Before marriage, I wasn't really, I mean, I knew that yet I would like to be married, but I was not like actively working to be married. Like I was just like, okay, I, I need to just make money and do this and do that. And if it comes, it comes, you know, so I feel like we need to take that pressure off ourselves, like, oh, mm. I need to be married before 30. Oh, I need to do this before this. There's no, like, everybody's just trying to figure it out. For someone, it might be 25. For you, it might be 35. For you, it might be 40. And that's fine. So I think in terms of, like, finance and, um, yeah, this one year has been very interesting because a lot of things we're still learning. And we're like, oh, okay. Um, you know, yeah, it's really, it's really been interesting. Like, some in the lockdown, Tolu was like, I want to talk to you about something. Why is it that you don't like to cook? And I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. So really. 
sorry, do you know why I'm laughing? <laughs> sorry, I'm still why I'm laughing. Because it sounds like something my husband has said to me. And I've been married for 10 years. And you could see his eyes. He was so bothered about it. I was like, like can we have a discussion? I was just like, I, I, the other things are just so important. I, don't for, I just don't remember. But that's because I, most times I really forget that I'm married. I'm just like, I want to wake up and respond to emails. And this email is more important than the food. Like, you know, so, yeah, we're really, really... Thank you. Learning. Thank you so much. Can we please give her a round of applause? <laughs> You know, I think that you guys' honesty from day one is, was really, really very important. Did, did, did you guys catch what they said? They said that they talked about how much they earned prior to getting married. They talked about everything. Please, single people in the house, you know, PG said it as well. Don't not know what your, you know, partner does for a living. And then when you're not getting married, you're not getting upset. I've actually seen people who have said stuff like, oh, I found out that he was fraudulent after we got married. And I'm like... Well, I don't know, but the point is, let us be better. You know, we know better, so let's act better. So don't not know what your partner is doing, and then, you know, after the fact, get upset. Be very open about how much you both earn. Be very open about what you're going to both do in the house. And, you know, it's not something that anybody is perfect at yet. I think we're all growing in marriage, you know, but I love the fact that you guys have been very open since day one. Extremely, extremely important. I remember with myself and my, and my husband, we're very open about finances as well. And we had a plan, a joint account plan, and said this is how much each person is going to put into the joint account every month. And the month that you're not able to, for whatever reason, you know, we talk about this. I'll be like, um, excuse me, sir. You know, this month, that money I said I can put it, please, can you just help me deduct 50K from me? Because, you, you know, like just being very honest and very open. I also love what you said about bringing something in. Because women, we have to realize that bringing equity into your marriage is very important. You can't just be somebody who just consumes, you know. Even with God, you can't just be consuming and you're not letting things out, you know, to the world around you. So I love the fact that you guys, you know, had that discussion and that equity thing is very important as well. And if anybody has any questions about that, we can talk about it after because we don't have enough time to really drive home on that. But it's very, very important that you bring equity into your marriage. Okay, so let's talk about this one plus one equals one, people. Adriel, I know that you've been, you've been dating for a while now. How long have you been dating for? Let us know. <laughs> eh? Uh -uh. Okay, sorry. No. I Guys, Adriel said it well. Let's not it well. Now, what about this wholeness discussion? And with the wholeness as well, I, I don't think PG was saying that you have to be 100% whole. Let's, let's not think that he's saying you have to. I mean, no, nobody's 100% perfect. But talk about your journey to wholeness and how dating has been for you. And maybe some of you know the challenges that you've had and how you've handled them while dating. Um, I think... One of the big things about dating for me is that people, people look at life very differently. And, I'll just, and that has a lot to do with how we grew up and like all the things. So let me just give an example. One time, um, my girlfriend says to me by, um, I don't know, like 11, but outside her house, and she's like, oh, like, you can like, come inside. I'm like, what do you mean I can come inside? It's your father's house by 11 p.m. Because in my house, you can't come into my father's house, even if you're a male friend. My father will ask you <laughs> if you have parents, like straight up. So I just found it so strange. And then I went inside, and then we were just like 2 a.m. And so it was just like fine. And then I booked an Uber and went home. So it's like people have very different perspectives to life. And it's very important that we all appreciate that people have that different perspective. Sometimes it's in small things like that. Other times in things like money. Some people feel that, oh, his job is to take care of me and I will use my money for myself. And some people feel like, no, like 
this marriage thing is a partnership because of how I grew up. That's how I look at marriage. I feel like, oh, if I'm going to be with you, I'm very open about how I end because I'm like, you just need to know so that you don't wake up one day and say, I should buy you hair of 400K. <laughs> like, for real. Like, so it's just like, um, but we all need to, there's this game that I've played a couple of times. It's something called like 1,000 questions or 100 questions, I can't remember. And it has like this long list of what you think about money, what is, what is a holiday to you, um, how do you want to raise your kids, and all of those things. It has all those questions. And it just, every time you answer those questions, it just helps me see how different, how different we are. And I just feel like um, that is just like super important in this unbaggaging journey that we are all on. Yeah, so I think that's, that's for me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ejira. Okay, so PG also spoke about this, hmm, this golden question. Can I trust this person completely with every area of my life? Yeah. But I also like the fact that he said 70% is past mark. For those that are looking for, because some of you here are looking for 100%, good luck to you, <laughs> you know. But let's kind of just talk about that. Like, for you guys that are married, um, is it something that you thought about? Is it a question that ever even crossed your mind? And what do you think about the question? And then we'll get to, to you guys. Um, I think it's a question that when people are in relationships, and they have to answer theoretically. Everybody assumes yes. You know, um, in practice, it's probably a lot more difficult. And I think for me especially, that was something that, you know, I had to learn. You know, um, I I don't know whether the word is almost painfully. Um, and I think one aspect is money. Um, and and I'll tell a story to illustrate that. Um, you know, so she talked about, okay, division of responsibilities, things like rent. Um, and we can use this here as an example. Um, when it was time for rent to be due this year, you know, she asked me, oh, you know, is rent sorted? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, in reality, <laughs> the situation was a little bit more complicated <laughs> you know and I mean my landlord and I had had a conversation blah blah and I remember I can't remember what it was there was a it was one particular Sunday I can't remember what PI no it was even PG that I was preaching but I can't remember what PG was talking about um, but I felt very led to see you know where it was like you can't say that you're trying to build trust and you can't have a conversation like that with the person that you're spending your life with. Um, and I just called her and I said, you know what? This is what is going on. <laughs> you know, um, and that conversation, I think, did a number of things. Number one, it showed me that, to be honest, there's absolutely nothing on the surface of this world that I can discuss with her. Um, and then I think the second thing is you then realize that in this relationship, it is no longer about you, you know, because I think when we unpacked the conversation and then she then expressed her own thoughts about what the conversation did for her ability to trust me, you realize that you're accountable to this other person. And what it does is that it forces you to actually fix up 
you know. So this spreadsheet that she's talking about is one of the direct <laughs> results of that conversation because it's just like, you know, you have to be more structured about planning, about, you know, all of that stuff. You know, and from that, you know, you then are in a position where the other person is able to trust you, but then you are also able to trust that person with, you know, the things that are closest to your heart. Wow, thank you. Go ahead. Um, so, I mean, when I was dating or when we were dating, I didn't really think about, can I trust this person with my life? Because I was just like, yeah, I mean, I can trust myself with my life and I'm fine. <laughs> I will handle myself, uh, you know. Um, but then you, I was very careful and I watched things. So I would see how you relate with your colleagues or people that serve you in a restaurant or your driver or your family. I mean, one of the things that really gave me clarity into the fact that I could trust it. When I met him, I actually thought he was fake. I was like, <laughs> why is this one just, why are you as in, you're so excited, so eager, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And I, I actually thought he was fake. I kept saying to him, what's your baggage? I need to know by week three what I'm doing. Like, I need to know what is your own scoring so that I can just know if I want to <laughs> stay or, or leave. And I just thought it was too, like, butterfly-y. Like, I need... <laughs> Do you understand? But then when I met his family, I was like, ah, it makes sense. You know, I could... I literally got a clear picture and that gave me, that made me feel like at ease and at peace that, okay, this is, when this person says this, it's really because that's what they mean. There's no like underlying reason or, you know, so for me, I was really paying attention to those things like interactions and that's what built my trust that I can say, okay, I can do this with you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Awesome. Thank you. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you guys for being so open. Okay. So I love what you said about, you know, just spending time observing things that he was doing, and I'm sure that you did the same, and it's a good tip for all of us, you know, is just to find out if this person is really a good person, you know, see how they are with people. But I think one very important thing is your personal values. I don't think a lot of us think about our personal values, and it's very important in marriage, right? So what are your personal values, and does it align with this person's behavior? Because we actually change over, let me know, like, who me I was 10 years ago is not who I am today, let me tell you. Like, I'm a different person, but I think those fundamental values remain and that's the beauty of marriage is that those fundamentals remain. So you have to be very careful not to focus on the material and artificial things, you know, the manifestation of, you know, things like, oh, the person is cute, the person, you know, has swag. I don't know what, what are the things that people look for these days? I don't even know. I, I sound so ancient. Oh, my God. Tell me, tell me some things, Esther, that people are looking for. As a woman? Yeah, like, so as a woman looking for, like, in a man, yeah. like some values or some things that people... Value. Anything. It doesn't have to be values. Just anything. Like it has I want to be a man. Fine, first of all. Good. Bring it more. You just <laughs> fell into my trap. You are blessed. Continue. It's fine. fine. No, it has to be fine. Look good. To you. Have okay. Have stable income. Stable income. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, intelligence. Beautiful. Romantic. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. I want no, to I don't, I say God fearing because when ladies say God fearing, they mean a man that goes to church and will not cheat on me. That's what they mean. They don't mean a man that fears God. Wow. So I won't say God fearing. What do you mean though? Me. <laughs> no, no, so aside from all that surface stuff, for me, I'm big on communication. And I, I'm not, beautiful. yes, I'm not big on keeping your word and I explain because I know that I run a business, so I know that things never go as planned. So I'm not big on you said you pick me up by five and you showed up by seven or you cancel the date. 
My problem is that you did not communicate to me that you're not going to be around. So it's not that I was trying to meet up, I was trying to meet up. I'm not, I don't bother about that. But that you were trying to do all that and not giving me the loaf of your trying. That would get me pissed off. Yeah. So I like communication. communication. So I plan to buy you this, I can't buy it again. Just tell me you don't have the money. Wow. Don't try to borrow the money just to, because you said you will buy. Okay. You know, so I don't, I'm not big on that. Keeping your word is not a big thing to me. Just communicate why things are not going as planned. Okay. What so else? If, yeah, so that's, so, so me that's so very cool. We can break up because of it. It's very key to me. Communication and accountability is very important to me. Yeah? It's very, very important <laughs> I love to it. Me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Esther. So, you know, Esther touched on some very important things that I like. You know, at first, when, when the question was asked, Esther fell into my trap. <laughs> good looking. Sure. What happens if he stops being good looking to you? But let me just leave that alone. You said romantic. What happens? I don't know. You know, life happens, guys. Marriage is real. You know, what if somebody loses a parent, somebody loses something, and the person is not as romantic as they used to be because life is happening. You're having a hard time at work. Finances, yeah, very important. But what happens if people lose their jobs? We're in the pandemic. We all know how many people are losing their jobs. Then you now went to the depth. So here, give me a high five. You said communication, accountability. You know, those are, the actual, those are actually the important things. Because the truth is that, guys, weather changes anyhow. Somebody that's making, I don't know, two million naira a month today, in three or four or five years, might not be. So my question is, what then happens? Do you understand? So it has to be things that are a bit more stable than the things that can weather change and just, you know, make the person change. But thank you. So let me shock you. So I really don't care about a guy that has money or has a job. Yeah? Oh, wow. Yes. I don't care if you're, you don't have a car, you're living with your parents. What I care about is a man that has capacity. Love it. So that means that if you lose your job, you lose your car, you go bankrupt today, how long is it going to take for you to bounce back? So if I can see that you have what it takes to build, um, you're not for me. Mm. Yeah. You go, girl. I love it. So I, I really don't care that I married you, are stable, two years into marriage, you lost your job. That's not... It's the capacity. Because I know who I married. I know and that in a matter of time, things will change. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So it's not about that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Esau. Okay. Whoop, whoop. We're looking for responsible and capable men. High five. Eh, eh, high five. Thank you. No, but Polisho, I just want to say that most times when we look at about dating relationships, mm -hmm. we look at, oh, women like to be independent, um, mm -hmm. and they want the man to spend on them. But I think we also need to look at this mm -hmm. stereotype also. Okay. That, like that there are some men who have the mindset that, yeah, my woman, I'm supposed to take care of you. I'm supposed to spend on you. Your money is your money. I will take care of you. And if you then choose to bring in the I'm independent, I pay my bills, there's a problem. So, you know, thank you for actually yeah, so you can that. have It's very important. Both, you can have, you can, we can go both ways. So this is why dating is important, guys. Because you need to know the kind of man or woman you are dating. Yeah. For instance, are you dating a man who is like that, who just wants to take care of his wife? He doesn't need you lifting your finger too much. But that also comes with the things that he expects from you, right? Like control and all that. Well... Maybe not, because not everybody wants to control, but it comes with some things. Or are you also marrying a woman who doesn't think that she needs to bring anything to the table? And a lot of these things, I like how you guys touched on it, actually has to do with how we were brought up. Yeah. A lot of us, our baggage is actually in our great-grandmother, great-grandfather. We're carrying generational baggage, but it's true. Yeah. Many of us in this room, we have many bags that we don't even realize that we have. So I think it's very important to ask as many questions. But let's also remember, guys... We cannot ask all the questions. So we have to do what? Trust God. We're not believers for nothing. We also have to have that place of really just trusting God. Because how many questions can you ask? Yeah. Let me know, like me, I'm still discovering things today. Yeah. And I've been married for, well, not really a while, but 10 years for me is, 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 is a time. And I'm still discovering things, even about myself sometimes. And I'm like, 
Wow, Felicia, did you just do that? Okay, that's special. Please, the people that we might, let me call them out. Pastor Femi, Pastor Busola, are you guys still discovering? Because these are the, Pastor Biodu, are you guys still in discovering? Exactly. So, you know, don't feel like I have to know everything. And that's why I like that PG even gave us a number. 70% for now is past mark. You know what I mean? You, you're going to say something. Okay. Somebody wants to say something. I think you did. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And I, I think it's also like... Do you want to say something? I think it's also really important now because, you know, I mean, one of the things that we realize is media, whether it's social media, whether it is whatever media, like obviously influences how a lot of us like come into yeah. these things. Um, and I think in the same way that for many people, it really entrenched this idea of oh, marriage is rosy, is beautiful, and all of that stuff. It's in the same way now, I think there is a bit of an attempt, you know, to almost like pit two people in a relationship at each other and, you know, kind of like make trust a very difficult thing. Um, because it's like, okay, yes, there's a lot of talk about a man and a woman are in a relationship, you know. Um, of course, like men have taken the piss in the past, so can you trust men in this particular situation? There are conversations about how, you know, women should have a separate pot and all of those things. Um, and I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's a good case to be made, like I said, for people abusing you know, trust in relationships. Um, but I think it's also, this is why it is also important for anybody who is in a relationship or about to be married to like really have honest conversations. But also beyond honest conversations, trust has to be demonstrated. You know, um, men and women have to realize that by being in a relationship, you are essentially, somebody is essentially putting their life in your hands and yeah. you are doing the exact same thing. Um, and so that's not something that should be taken lightly. Thank you. Dodo, should I say something? Oh, okay. oh he, he, he took the thoughts out of your mind. No, no, oh, I that's actually, cute. Isn't that what the fairy tales, he took the thoughts out of your head. Did he? No, no I actually forgot what I was <laughs> Thank you guys for being so honest. Okay, so let's quickly touch on gender roles um, and just, you know, that. Why are you laughing? No, can we quickly touch on gender roles yeah. in marriage? Is it. So, okay. It's fine. Yeah? Okay. So let's talk about that really, really quickly. And then let's also talk about the expectations of men and women according to scripture. So you know what the Bible says about what the husband is supposed to do and what the wife is supposed to do. So let's talk to you, Dodos, really quickly about submission. Ooh, submission. Some people hate that word, submission. They can kill it. I hate that word. Beth, better. I like that. You're the one that's going to talk about it. So tell us what your thoughts are on submission. And in one year of marriage, how it has manifested. I mean, first of all, I, I don't think that, for me, marriage just does not add up if you're not a Christian. I don't understand it. Because... Um, and I remember even going through counseling, we did counseling for like a couple of months. And in this class, it was called the role of a woman. 
And the woman, I will never forget, she kept saying stuff like, oh, you must submit yourself, you must do this, you must do that. You know, for instance, if she made, a, she made a, an example, like, oh, for instance, if you want to buy a car, maybe you want to buy a Prado now, and you know you can afford to buy a Prado, your husband must give you the permission before. So I was like, sorry, ma, do you mean permission or you mean that... You ask and say, oh, babe, this is the car I want to buy. What do you think about it? She said, no permission. Ah, I was really, the entire class, I was uneasy. <laughs> I was like, ah, this, I kept saying her choice of words. Is, yeah, I was like, I was like, her choice of words is throwing me off. It's throwing me off. And then this submission thing. And then when it got to the role of a man, the man that handled that class really, really tore broke things apart. Yeah, broke yeah. it down. Because, I mean, first of all, as Christians, you're coming into this, and the the example of what marriage should be is the church. How yes. God, how Jesus would do yes. anything for the church. So it's we call it a kingdom marriage, where it's like, Beautiful. you know, for us to be able to bring God's kingdom to earth, we need to act like mm. this was the church. Like the church is the center, and then the man and the woman, um, and then. It's in that class as well, started speaking with other women and like most women we go through the same thing, either in like our relationships with men, you're like, because I'm so sorry <laughs> to the men. <laughs> women just have so much foresight and it's like, I can see something like this, like, oh, we need to do X, Y, Z to get here. And for a man, it might take you five years to under just see that same thing that I have seen. And I feel like that issue of like that thing of Bible saying women submit to your husband I really believe it's because, for lack of a better word, women have more, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say women are smarter, but I don't have anything else to really explain what I'm trying to say. But women have so much vision and clarity, and it is hard for you to submit when you already know that this thing I'm trying to do, this is, this is how it's going okay. to end. I so I feel like submission is difficult in the sense that I feel like God has given us like the greater task, submit, because he knows that we already know that we are way most times is the way. <laughs> and so he has, he has, he's telling you to submit because it takes a lot to say, you know what, I know that if I do this, this, I'll get here, but I want to trust you that regardless of if it would take longer, I'm willing to go through that journey with you. Um, and I think when the Bible also talks about men love your wives, it's like, I mean, a man sometimes will give you everything, but he might not love you the way you really want to be loved. And so mm. that as well, it's like a very humbling process. That's why. So what I've taken out of what you've said um, is submit to a man, submit, marry a man that you can submit to. Does that sound a bit kind of like what you're trying to say? Hmm. Okay. Not really. Okay. okay, okay, good. Just pause. <laughs> okay. So, hold your thoughts. Now, let's talk about the love part. It's not just love that the Bible says. He says love, like what? Let's say, like what? Like Christ loved the church. I don't know about you, but I'm better on the submission side than loving like Christ loved the church. Because, I mean, Christ loved the church with everything. I think that is such a tall order. Can you, can you fellas kind of speak to how you feel about that and what it means to you? Very quickly, because apparently we're out of time. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, as with a lot of things in the discussion about marriage, easier said than done. Um, you know, the Bible does say in that verse, you know, two things about, you know, how people should approach it. First of all, for everybody 
submit to one another. Yeah. You know, for women, this means submit to your husband. It goes into what that means. And for men, love. it talks about love your wife like Christ, you know, love the church. And, you know, really, you have to look at it for exactly what it is, you know, sacrifice. You mm. know, sacrifice of just about every single thing that you can lay claim to, your time, your energy, um, your attention. Um, and it is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Um, I mean, I think one of the things that I have learned, and which is why this conversation about wholeness is important, is that for me, I think when I was coming into this relationship, there were certain things that were not you know, I had not made peace with, you know. Um, and when you come into this relationship, you have to live sacrificially for your wife, but then that might also now be the time that you're trying to sort out some baggage, you know. Um, and that can be difficult to say, okay, you know what, let me think about all of this. Let me think about this marriage from the perspective of, what is good for the marriage and for this other person, um, as opposed to what is good for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank Can I you. Okay. Adrian, do you want to quickly, quickly just add something to that? Um, yeah. I think the um, conversation on gender roles in marriage is a very like testy one these days, because um, feminism is on a wave. I think the fourth wave now, I can't remember. And one of the, yeah. And one of the, one of the big topics is, especially for Christian women, is how does that play into marriage? Men are fine with love your wife as Christ loves the church because the truth is many people do not think about it, about how deep that statement is. Mm, yeah. yeah, so they just love your wife. Yeah, yeah, sure, I love her. I love her, I can't love the church. But then as P.I. said once, but would you die for her? Yeah. But you see, submission is now like a derogatory word in our society. And so we always want to, like, rationalize it. Um, I, the way I have rationalized it is, the first thing for me is, the Bible does say, now ye submit one to the other. First, before it says, women submit to your husbands. And if we look at the definition of love, one of my best definitions of love is captured in Corinthians 13 which is not even up to the kind of love that Christ expressed for the church. It sort of encompasses everything. Yeah. And so if you be in a, because I think Jesus was with his disciples once and then he washed their feet because he said that um, the, the lead, him, Jesus, the leader, should serve the not leaders. And so God has put us in this cycle of constantly giving for each other and submitting to each other and um, sacrificing for each other because it says women submit and wives submit to your husbands and then it says men love her like I love you so when she's trying to submit to you you should be submitting to her so it is like this loop of sacrifice and love that is built on faith so even though like particular roles are ascribed to each gender if we place it beside love everything just sort of like it just merges. I, I've told my, I, I, I've, I've said though, mm, oh, you guys are clapping for me. Wow, I feel so deep. <laughs> very deep, very good. So, but um, I've told 
uh, my partner, I said, um, one of something else, something else I believe is that, stop that. Something else, <laughs> something else I believe is that the Bible is written, was written in a time and in context. And there are things in the Bible that very well have to do with the context of that time. And there are things in the Bible that are timeless. And there are exameless. examples. There's, yes, there are things, for example, where they said, oh, women shouldn't speak in church and they should go home and ask their husband. Yeah. Those that, are, those, that, that doesn't apply anymore. Context. So that's like yeah. cultural, cultural context. But yeah. I've said every partnership must have a team lead. The way, I, the way I work, right, is we have a team, four people, all of you are smart. But then somebody says, okay, all of this makes sense, but let's do this. I'm listening to that person. In my team is me. But when I go to my manager, it's my manager. It doesn't matter how smart I am. It doesn't matter how good I've done the research and done the work. And if he gets my partner and he says, I see you, I hear you, do this instead. We're going to do that. It is almost impossible for two to work, except one person can sort of make the final decision. If both of us are going to have to agree on every single thing in our lives, then our partnership is not going to work. And what I said to her is, you choose who's going to be the team lead. Because that is the reality of a partnership. Somebody has to, there's no 50, we're going to bring a third party, we're going to bring mm. a mediator. Somebody has to make decisions. And I think in the context of a Christian marriage, it may just be that the Bible is saying, <laughs> I think you guys know what I'm saying, yeah? He's but, saying <laughs> man. Yeah, yes, but I think you guys know what I'm saying, but that is, that's my interpretation of yeah. um, um, all of that. So people need to have this conversation before they get married. Yeah. Don't start getting frustrated when you're already in the marriage. Just have the conversation now. So that's what me have done. And so she came back with the whole long story about why it had to be me that would be the decision maker. But yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, can I? Can I? Very quickly, that? they're going to chase us off I, I think so. it's also. I, I think that's a great thing that Ijiro mentions about you know using this team lead example. Um, I think in the context of marriage and you know based on where everybody is coming from, you find out that practically you can have a different team lead for different things. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, so for example, yeah. let's, let's use money. One of the conversations we've had about money is just looking at our lifestyle and experiences. I am probably the team lead for saving money and she can be the team lead for spending money because... <laughs> 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 and I'll say why, because I, am, I, can be, I can be strict about saving money, right? But when it comes to spending money, my head is all over the place, and okay. I might end up spending money on rubbish, or, yeah, you so know. She kind of but she's more, she's more thoughtful about spending money, so it makes sense that yeah. she's a team lead for spending money. Um, but it's just to also, it's just to really recognize that as men and women in a relationship, and if you even remove the man and woman and gender roles, um, just the mere fact that two people are coming from two different places and have two different lived experiences, yeah. they are more suited to other things. So there are some things that it makes sense for me to say, hey, you know, what's your take on this? Let's go with it. And there are some other things that, you know, I really have to trust my judgment, yeah. you know, based on my experience. You know what? I'm just going to quickly touch. Can I jump on Yes, but, but just one quick, quick second. So 
what you guys have said about, you know, submission and love and what Ephesians is saying, I think it's just how you've broken it down is relatable, hopefully, to everybody here. But I think that the most important thing and what is number one in the Bible is love. That, that's, the, that, that's the shape. Get off the stage. We're coming. We're coming. Sorry. Um, is, um, ah, you made me lose my train of thoughts. Is, um, is love. Love covers a multitude of sins. If you as a husband love your wife and if your wife loves you and you are submitting to one another, there are things that even the man knows you are better at doing. Yeah. Do it. There are things that, obviously, he's the, he's the key decision maker. He's the head. Don't, there's no doubt about that. But there are times when somebody can say to you, you know what, it's actually you that's supposed to do this. And I think also, just quickly add, submission for women it takes a very powerful woman to submit. And I heard that from a very powerful woman. That Do you know how much power it takes for you to submit? It means that you're actually quite powerful because you have it. It's not that you don't have it, but you are submitting to your husband to use it or to get his buy-in. Jonathan, so you want to buy a car and you're getting your husband's buy-in. It doesn't make you weaker. It actually makes you quite powerful because you can do it, but you choose to submit because that's what God has said. And guess what, guys? There is always a blessing attached to obeying God and the, and, and the kingdom principles and the spiritual principles that he has given us as women and as men. Do you understand? So when you obey those things, there's actually something that comes with it. So don't feel like ah, submission, eh, what does that mean? I can't spend. No, don't look at it like that. I think it has been very much polluted by many things. Oh, don't do this. Guess what? We submit to God every single day, men and women. I submit my finances to God. Sometimes I want to do something and God is like, don't do it. And I'm like, eh, why? Or he's like, give the money to church. So I think it also takes away pride as well. Because it, it's, it's, it's a lot of pride that makes you say, oh, I don't want to talk to anybody about what I want to do. I have my money. I have my own. I can just do it by myself. And we've seen a lot of people who did that. And pride comes before a fall. And then when things don't go right, it's not like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. So let's not forget that every single thing in the Bible that God tells us to do, there's also a promise attached to it. And there's a reason. He knows better than all of us. So let's not look at submission as, ah, they are handcuffing my hand. Eh, so I made this money. I worked out. I can't spend it. No. But please marry somebody that you do not have a problem submitting to. I think that is a very, very important point. Especially in this day and age where everything is, you know, feminism. Everything is women. You can do by yourself. Don't marry somebody that you can't submit to. It's going to cause you issues. Um, so sorry. Just very quickly. And then we'll round up. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think the foundation of this submission thing is that, and it saddens me to say that a lot of young men still have this mindset that our fathers have. Where I am not your husband, I'm your lord, and you're my servant. So it's subservient, it's not submission. There's no need to marry that kind yeah. of person. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, 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 sometimes you don't There's see no it coming. So this ah, whole, I need you. your permission, <laughs> is more like I own you, so I decide what you do. So you're not going on vacation. Leave that job. If not, you're not my wife. You know, so it brings out the woman who is more independent-minded. <laughs> I won't take that from you. You know, so like she said, don't go for that kind of man. So if you hear those things coming out, just know that this one is not yours, but his wife is still coming. We find out it's true because or he might be yeah. somebody, some woman might not mind that. Yes, let's you know, go for what yeah. we mind. Yeah, very yeah. important. Yeah, but kingdom principles, guys, very important for us to follow as men and women. Thank you guys so much. And don't forget that love is the most important thing. When we love one another, everything is a lot easier. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to a message from the Life Point Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.